Back to the Brooklyn Poets Yopcast for July 11th, 2016. A special Yop for which we partnered with the 92nd Street Y to kick off their global Word We Live In festival, exploring the words we encounter every day and the stories they tell about our lives and communities. This month's Yop featured poet Paige Taggart leading the workshop and kicking off the open mic. I am your host and MC, Jason Koo. The Brooklyn Poets Yop takes place on the second Monday of every month at 61 Local in Cobble Hill. That's at 61 Bergen Street, off the Smith Street FG stop. For more information, go to brooklynpoets.org. This month's open mic lineup featured Ketriana Ivan, Bill Livingston, Nawal Muradovich, Arthur Russell, Judy Schneier, Jay Jurgensen, Connor Crawford, Richard Loeb, Jackie Brage, Joe Nasta, Emily Blair, Ricardo Hernandez, Rachel Tyman, Candy Wolf, Safa Bektesevich, Chris Roberts, Shakia Hughes, and Thomas Fukularo. And without any further ado, let's get right to the open mic action. The Brooklyn Poets Yop. Welcome back. We're having some uh, mic stand malfunctions. Uh, it's a big crowd. That's great to see. There is uh, seemingly one sheriff here by Sohan. He's, he's not your enemy. See, Ricky. What up, Sohan? You from Bandits. I called him Sohan. That was like a derivation of like Han Solo or something. Sohan. <laughs> there uh, seems to be one chair here. Uh, I'm trying to set up some more chairs in the back. Uh, this is the Brooklyn Poets Yop Open Mic. It's great to see so many people. Uh, the world is fucked up out there, as we all know. Uh, I'm sure we'll hear some poems about that tonight. Uh, I'm glad to see so many people in the room because it does feel like family when we get back together here every second Monday of the month. I know I'm nourished by it and I feel supported and loved. Uh, and I know that many of you feel that way, I hope. <laughs> Arthur's looking at me with a very cynical face. Uh, but you know uh, I love you, Arthur. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> But uh, if you are cynical, I just I just want to point out the gear that I'm wearing because I should be the most cynical motherfucker, but I am no longer cynical. Okay, I spent 30 years waiting for these goddamn clean jeans. Hey, down three one to uh, the supposedly unbeatable team from Oakland. I just want so I brought these I brought these for Donna Hunt, a Cleveland plane dealer. Like most people in this room like what? I tell them like Cleveland. I'm just trying to reaffirm your faith, you know, and humanity. Did you write a poem about it? Uh, I haven't yet, but uh, way to place some pressure on you, David. Uh, that'll happen this week, I'm sure. I, you know, I've just been partying for three weeks. Cleveland wins a championship. I'm gonna get drunk for three weeks. Uh, so it's good. I know many of you didn't believe we could do it. You've been, you've been, you've been watching my anxiety for the last three months. 
but we fought and did it. So, uh, goddamn. Let's, let's just give a round of applause. For you. Now on to the business of the evening. So this is the open mic. If you haven't been here before, I see a lot of new people. If you get three minutes on the mic, uh, please try to stick to that because we have a big crowd, as you can see. Uh, as I've said before, we all know when you're going over three minutes. You're not fooling anybody. Everyone, everyone has the internal clock. So we, we're not going to boo you, but we're going to silently resent you. Uh, we do record the Yop Open Mic uh, for our podcast called the Yopcast, which comes out usually a couple weeks after the Yop. Uh, if you don't want to be recorded, that's certainly your right. You should talk to me. I can strike you from the recording. Uh, it's not a problem. Uh, we all say, we, we all say, I didn't know what that word was. We also uh, pick a poem of the month every yop. So uh, if you are interested in a poem that you like, all you have to do is text me. <laughs> and uh, here comes the number again. I just need to, I need to like wear a shirt with my number next time. <laughs> uh, many of you have the number already. All you have to do is text me with the name of the poet, or you can remember the name of the poem. If you can't remember either, try to describe the poem, describe what the poet, the poet was wearing, their general vibe, and maybe I'll figure it out. Uh, the number is 718-374-1953. If you win Poem of the Month, it's a big honor. Not only you get free admission to a future yacht, but you were invited back in December to compete for Poem of the Year, which is a huge honor. That comes with a cash prize and a free t-shirt and a membership. Arthur Russell, winner of Poem of the Month last year. Give him a round of applause. Uh, that was such a good one. Done applauding right uh, You should also know that if someone has one poem of the month this year, they're no longer eligible for poem of the month for the rest of the year. So there are a few people in the room who have won. To remember who did? Emily Blair is in the room. Yes, yes. You just won, right? Was it like a couple months ago? A couple months ago. Okay. Anyway, I'll I'll try to remember. Uh, but you can you know you can vote for the same person if you want. Uh, you'll just be wasting your vote. That's, you, know, you can vote for Trump and you'll be wasting your votes. Uh, well, or maybe not, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully that's not the case. Um, Arthur, have I forgotten anything? I feel like that's, feel like that's everything. Okay, remember three minutes on the mic. Our oh, first. Speak yes. into the mic. Yes, yeah, speak into the mic because it is being recorded. If you're like way back here, your voice will not sound that good on the recording. Um, our first reader is our wonderful workshop teacher and incredible poet, one of my favorite poets in Brooklyn. Give it up for Paige Taggers. Hey everybody, thanks for coming out um, and staying, post-workshop and all. So I'm going to read um, a few poems and some from my book, Or Replica, and then one poem from my first book, Walk the Line. This is from a section called Mammalian Half. You get cheated and moved to Alaska, move through frames of time, motor through wind. You are a disc jockey. Everyone's wind blows your house down. You murder for money, fish for Alaskan trout. You get in the way of water. Fish stop time. You stop drinking. Move on to a motorboat, motor through water. Get orbs of crab meat. Look good in a straw hat. Versions of worms rearrange your life. Move on to something else. What you notice makes me weep. And this is another poem. In an old garden of stones, I would like to build a time machine. 
First, I'd bring Gertrude Stein into a dressing room and give her a show. Then head to the Kentucky Derby, share burgers and beers with people I don't know and will never know, realizing you don't have to know anyone to be in a poem. You could be alone the rest of your life and still write. Occasionally wander in the fog and see a ship in the distance. Ride it till your head clears and the stars begin to regain their shapes. This world with its heavy bag of loneliness. And then one last poem. Now that the handshake is a failed greeting. Now that the handshake is a failed greeting. We press our mouths together and leave a wet, slick sway of betrayal all the way down. We sting because we got a bucket of jellyfish thrown onto us. We all just like totally die. Everyone is hanging out in heaven, looking ridiculous, eating chocolate eclairs, and talking about the barely minted universal saying, if you slay at socialism, you will forever be loved. Up here, love isn't that big of a deal, so cashing in on this notion involves a super small exchange rate. Anyhow, you don't acknowledge time, and time doesn't acknowledge you. After jumping around on a few clouds, you get bored and start to paint with glitter. Nothing is metaphorical anymore. Thank you. I'm back there signing books. I'm feeling really famous. It's, it's hard to do so many jobs at the same time. Our next reader is, if I pronounce this correctly, Ketriana Ivan. All right, give it up for Ketriana. Lost 
and needed to be stopped. And upload the new upgrade. Our software is corrupted. We need a love patch. We must upgrade and hit upgrade or we kiss or we will cease to exist as human. We are limited. Your coupon is about to expire and you will be deleted. Press upgrade now. Thank you, Katriana. By the way, if you would like to uh, tweet anything from this event, it's hashtag BrooklynPoetyUp. You might also use the words we live in hashtag. I tried to say that in like, my elevator voice, make it sound very serious and solemn. <laughs> Clearly it worked. <laughs> uh, you're all so annoyed right now. Uh, our next poet is a happy family member of ours. And, uh, we haven't seen him in a while. It's good to see him again. And I'm just going to stop talking. Give it up for Bill Livingston. Thanks. I have two fairly quick ones. First one Sitting Shiva for Punk. A bird's flight from the revolution he started, Jerry Ramon's Hall of Fame statue sits alone on the podium in the darkness of an empty arena. Through the specters of Adele praises, Beyonce whispers, and Spotify curses, the old man sweeps the stage of glitter, broken guitar strings, and wooden shards of humility. If he were alive, his acceptance speech thus, may your shadow always show its horns, may your thirst always be sated with bile, may your desire always be stroked with festering warts, may your reach only catch the barbs, may your voice only boom in the ears of mice. May your last breath be held until you petrify. You are now leaving Kosovo. Step lightly and have a nice day. Thank you. This is based on a dream I had. It's called election year. Through the unconscious rem haze, you make it past the high fence, undeterred, past the familiar white sandstone columns of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Led by a hand and unseen face down the long, foreboding corridor, lined with the portraits of previous emperors, their successes falling to the floor, their failures drying in the paint. Veering right into the, an open door, but the unsullied hands of Congress push you, exile you from the hospice of the grand old party. You continue down the corridor to the rhythm of the pachyderm's death rattle, spilling your coffee on the presidential seals of the blue matrix carpet. Veering right again, you're on a small terrace overlooking the Rose Garden. A string quartet begins a Chopin nocturne, death rattle as metronome. And Obama is standing in the middle of a lush green lawn, wearing a white powdered wig, conferring with his dog. You're seen, you wave. His brow furrows at the security breach, yet offers a smile as if he's about to tell you how to get, how to get to Sesame Street. Is that a John Adams wig you're wearing? The question unanswered, he calmly walks across the lawn, disappearing into a doorway. Yet the dog stands and stares. The dog stands and stares. The dog stands and stares. All right, thank you, Bill. There's Daniel Jones in the room. You're not as confident as you were <laughs> now that you've missed one. You're, you missed one out of like 500 poets actually being here. And 
Now he's lost his confidence. Uh, our next poet is a young debuter and a personal friend of mine. Give it up for Nawal Muratovich. Behind the door, the scrape of a butane lighter wheel 
and little hiss of cats. God is a shut-in who turns off the lights to make you think no one's there, then stands just inches away in the dark, smoking a cigarette.
You arrived at the passport office. You had to come because you failed to sign the affidavit. A document you submitted because you so didn't want to show up at the passport office and stand there next to me. You passed security. They thought you were safe. And lifted up your shirt to wipe sweat off your face. Dad, stop showing everyone your body. Our son, the would-be traveler, said. For a moment, there were curling hairs, skin, and muscle underneath. And me, trying to avoid your face. But your chest was like a person separate from your friend. An old friend. I used to stroke that skin. Kiss. Once upon a time, you held our infant son and sang until he soothed. I remember. I was in the room. Just then, I blew another chord to you. Soon you spit me out of your angry mouth. But between our bodies, there was no. When I glimpse your chest, that cord pulls. When you left, I find you signed the affidavit, but forgot the date. I text, come back, come back and fix this mess. He said, it's okay, your son's father can download another form. Have him fax it today. Notarized with signature and date. I continue to text as if I can't hear through plexiglass. This strange circumstance covers my ass. I could say what I felt while seeming to say something else. Come back. Satisfying to type it. Exclamation points and hear the ping. When else would I ever tell you what I knew? I wouldn't consider even whispering. Come back with your soothing sounds. Come back with your fingers, hair. Timothy, okay, it's not here. Timothy, can you pronounce the last name again? Wojciech. I forget every month. I remember and forget every month. Our next poet is Jay Jurgensen. Give it up for Jay. Have you ever wondered what it might be like to have sex with a superhero? 
Are they really that hot or like just red? Are they just strong that way? <coughs> Since they're so virtuous and shit, um, do they even have random fun like idiots do this um, sheet sweating sex? But let's be clear, I'm not talking about I'm talking about superheroes with natural powers, not Iron Man in his fancy suit. Do we really believe that Batman and Robin did that quick of a wardrobe change without helping each other? And even Sheriff Don had a stage Ryan Reynolds was good in those tidy whiteies before he turned into the Green Lantern, and a body in some of his peers would be cool. I've always been attracted to men of color, but I never really considered green. Uh, maybe the Hulk, but angry sex? I don't know. Uh, are gamma rays just another word for testosterone? But wait, could Captain America also be the human torch? I think my chances would be pretty good with anyone who says, blame on. <laughs> I wonder if Reed Richards can make any part of his body any size or shape. <laughs> would it be okay to abbreviate his last name? Richards, Rich, Rick, you're feeling me. What would it be like to have Thor drop his hammer on you? Could Aquaman get you wet? <laughs> if Superman was being aloof, but I would have to use a, a kryptonite movie. <laughs> For those that like it rough, can you imagine being banged on the end of a headboard, but through several walls and or <laughs> And stamina, man of steel, what? <laughs> would Black Willow be, Willow, Willow be true to form and kill you after sex? <laughs> While Wonder Woman is fighting for our rights in her satin tights, would she use her rope to support the truth-seeking dominatrix finish? Ultimately, the answer doesn't change, DC or shouldn't, the comics that we mark. Okay, this was my story. My mom passed this before Mother's Day, and every year at the end of April, my insomnia feeds some creativity, so this one's probably for you. My mom was not a beautiful woman by our modern culture standards. And the same would even be true considering her time. She came of age of the 50s, had kids in the 60s, but didn't look anything like Samantha or a bottle genie, but few women do. But she had a subtle elegance about her. She owned her body like a couture model, and always, always looked great for special occasions, weddings, baptisms, formal night. Weekly calls during college while querying about how she felt were met with Maria's West Side refrain, I feel great. My mom was a large woman. She looked more like Roseanne like Ozzy's hair. Her daily style was more like flow and less like designing women. She was robust, and the bras that held her bust were sizable garments that she could not wait to be relieved of. Jane Russell could not have held my mom across her heart. Oh, but what a beautiful heart she had. She conquered the challenges of her earlier years by showering love on everyone she touched. Her strong will, enormous personality, and distinctive and unique laughter gave her command of any and every room, like her runway model, going to the stage. She was this quintessential, undisputed dictionary definition of the Her insides overcame, overshone, overshadowed her outsides. She actively chose to be a mom. She nurtured, controlled, and protected her children, and bestowed her beauty upon them. And how fortunate was I, given how phenomenally beautiful she was.
think of the Green Lantern and Aquaman the same way as Crookian. Um, just a reminder, the poem of the month, vote 718-374-1953. I advise waiting to the end of the open mic to make your most reasoned, balanced decision. Our next vote is a former winner of poem of the month. Give it up for Connor Crawford. Um, I've got one for you. It's called Searching for Plants That Die in the Summer. I'm a fern germinating in an air conditioner cage made of rebar, rusting from freon drippings on pavement like tears. My father said it has a life like anything. That white oak tree in Arkansas, or this nameless Brooklyn Magnolia. Comfy as an oversized t shirt splattered in your favorite beer sweat on summer nights running up the power bill. It's real soft, he said, and I saw it too. Downy and fuzzy and white with the palest pink that human eyes can register. <coughs> it's just that it had been sitting out too long on the counter and it had grown the nicest mold that we rubbed our cheeks on and then sliced up with singing eyes and ate without worrying about the juices running down our jowls. efficient. Uh, so it's like really good, really quick. Uh, let that be a lesson to all of us. Uh, Richard Lopez. Oh, Richard Lopez is here. Richard Fine is not here. Right? Our next vote is not Richard Fine. Or is it? It is Richard Lowe. Give it up for Richard. <laughs>
figured he is basically God, could do whatever he wanted, so he didn't couldn't really see the big deal. Paul never ever invited me over again. God. I really want to see that soon. This is what I just wrote. This is uh, tipping caps. I've heard legends of drunken frat boys racing, skipping through dark, steaming, dung-covered fields, seeking lonely, lonely cows in the night. They might seize by ankles, shins, until they topple forth, tipped on sides, wonder, does anybody really do this shit, or is it just an urban legend? You never hear rumors of people tipping Brahmin cows in India, where the cow is sacred, all mindful that cow might be an uncle, aunt, or grandmother who would not appreciate being tipped. But here in America, all must be tolerant of drunken, misguided fools. Even a sad, simple, gently lowing cow just might be your Thank you, Richard. Is Maria here? Well, I can No, but a lot of people are leaving. We're here to see Maria. <laughs> Have a good night. Cleveland. Our next poet is a familiar face from former Yops. Give it up for Jackie Brad Zabrai. Sure. <laughs> Jackie Brache. Falling from the 
Hey, Jackie. Next up is a poet whose work I've read on the bridge. Good up for Joe Nasta. Comes as engulfed in smoke as stacks that smolder, some leaves of dreams that pile and burn, to morning sunlight's kiss, another turn. I think of fireworks, pyrometric eyes of multitudes, and awe of fiery screams ever increasing, then darkening to silence, a nightly repeated celebration of our themes. And you, upriver up hidden, ruddy flaked because you were forgotten, left corroded a simmering pile of coal of leaping flames of you, of you speeding, tilting, falling, air suspending like wires and calming, creeping mind, of you drowning, hiding, dissolving, water forming like crystal salt and holding, sobbing mind, of you crawling, clawing, hoping, earth steadying like Christner's hands and grounding, wandering mind, of you. Past Marcy M. Train down the street, Moon streaks are talon piercing holes of feeding breath. Through midnight hours, clockwork furnace burns. Your darkened calms are new almost, but still. But still you soar into unattainable stars of heaven, screaming and burning bloody with fingernails bitten. But still you flame in the indulgent tongues of passion, loving and proving nothing with toes curled. But still you fall in the indefinite nature of holiness. Soiling and shaming steel with head downturned, but still alone among masses, human under God, basic above salt, soiled on the earth and burning, burning inside, but still. At your center's edge, unshaded, I wait. The silvered moon, the slivered moon, and darkness disappear. Our city's fiery pulse is hidden. The Indian summer sunrise chills my fear. <clears throat> O bunch, Rubik, every man, O human angel, chaining me above my sea in soot-filled air. You are the lowliest and the holiest of us all, showing what we in spite could be if we only dare. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Do you guys know what that was an homage to? There you go! Poetry note in the front row. That's right. Sorry about that. Let's do it again. Right. What's your name? You win the grand prize tonight. Yes, nicely done. Homage to Herb Crane's poem to Brooklyn Bridge, but about the Williamsburg Bridge, uh, which is now my bridge. Uh, in my, in my, no, I mean, not like I own it, I'm just saying that's the neighborhood I live in now. Anyway, uh, our next poet is another former Poem of the Month winner. Give it up for Emily Blair. Yeah. 
animals I slam in a net. You are traveling with a wolf, a goat, and a cabbage. Now, how to safely cross the river? Here's a hint. One room contains a tiger, one a lady. The third contains a coyote and Joseph Boyce. First, the wolf and the cabbage are left on the riverbank. The goat is left alone in a roadside zoo. Upon close inspection, there are at least two problems with this study. If you open the wrong door, you have to get married. And without predators, the elf will eat all the willow. Still, it's hard to understand why you can't just hold the cabbage in your arms. It all comes down to the king's state of mind. It all comes down to beavers. It all comes down to you and your tiny ass boat. Just remember that people and animals are on opposite sides. Our names can be found in the Bible on mugs. The others are called after ingredients, old gods, drugs. Get out pen and paper. Let's try the logical approach. There's no way this cargo should take seven crossings. The wolf is endangered. The goat is purpose-bred. The coyote represents America. Animals experience emotions. The cabbage is a peasant hero character. Adam, at least one of these statements is false. Dolphins have discussions. Polar bears hunt with projectiles. The monkey is in the pit of despair. Your, bunk, your boat has sunk in the middle of the river. Your plane has crashed on the border between two countries. The question is how to make a hippopotamus float. The question is where to bury the survivors. Eventually, the absence of wolves leads to drought. Eventually, the king will run out of rooms. Dolphins would have solved this quickly. You have screwed it all up. <laughs> <laughs>
How else could they raise up the upper class while distracting us from the facts that this society is broken? This is not fair and just for all. It wasn't created that way. and would rather rust instead of innovate. Tell me, what time do you have to unlearn misinformation? How much time do you set aside to destroy blind hatred? Why do you comply when they tell you, Get back to work for less wages, a vanishing pension plan, and the inevitable end of Social Security. In a world hell-bent on fear, you sure can steal from those affected. With each step of freedom, this country's ground screams from the, from the haunted skull and bone burials throughout ancient Indian burial, burial grounds, indigenous people burial grounds, slave burial grounds, burial grounds that stretch from east to west and from north to south. Hollow earth theory can be debunked with all the lost souls lingering underfoot in America. Your flag has been dripping in the blood from bodies misused, bodies misused by rich men, by government officials, by city officials, by police officers. By those that take part in secret meetings operating in closed secret proceedings that direct the American way. The American way. Of misusing bodies claiming they had no names, no stories. Or maybe you disregarded their names. Maybe their stories were misplaced in trash cans or in the burn pits or held at gunpoint reminded to never speak of said stories again as it'll make you into a bad American, knowing all this truth. Know this truth. Be that American. But remind them, it doesn't make you into a bad American. It makes you into a better American, knowing that evil created this dream, but with our eyes open, with our hearts awakened, we don't need to dream in the dark past anymore. We could move forward, loving one another, knowing we all are one. Black lives matter because for a long time this country has showed that black boys, black men, black girls, black women didn't matter. End all hate, all racism, all prejudices. Just love. Ricky, amen. Also, amen to your shirt. Yeah, what out of here. I don't want to say anything. That may be a better shirt, actually. Uh, in fact, a better shirt might be Fuck Buddha here. Are Buddhist, but there is a hell in Buddhism, which apparently my mom believes, even though she's Buddhist. Uh, I'm definitely going there for saying that. Dude, what the fuck? My parents are Buddhist. Like, oh, I grew up and I was, they were like making me believe in hell. When I became an adult, I was like, there's no hell in Buddhism. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, we have six poets left. It's like 9 12, uh, so I want to get through all of them so we can get 
through 20 poets. Uh, so you, final six, I, I please ask that you read one, your best, your greatest poem, and make it one poem. Yes, okay, great. Our next poet is Rachel Time, and you're for Rachel. gym, lewd comments and catcalls, and an average of 16 per mile I've counted. Oh my god, that ass. Like, my body is there for your pleasure to leer at and take and do what you will. In Iraq, women who are raped are punished for sex outside of marriage. I've never been stronger or more defeated. If you ignore them, you're a bitch. If you answer, you encourage. And these boys, I won't even honor them with men who won't listen. I never know what to do or say. Do you? Damn, thank you. Fuck out of here. Thank you. <laughs> that was great. I need, that was like a shot of, of angry poetry. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, next up is Candy Wolf. Get up for Candy. Square because I wanted to buy a pair of house slippers. 
for a conceptual art project I was, I was doing. The stuff that I wanted was some very comfy slippers. I found some Mickey Mouse slippers and walked towards the cashier. I lined up to check them out. While I was online, it took me about one minute to notice that the cashiers were supposed to come, to come up with a compliment for each customer. All the time. A kind of factory of compliments right here at the heart of New York City. I thought as an idea for a headline. All the compliments were mechanic, forced, fake, inspired on low commercial reasons. I heard a 60-year-old lady who was who was two people ahead of me being told, nice hair. Another person, a young, a young girl, a young girl with a junkie cap was told, nice nails. It was my turn. I stepped down, waiting to be shot by a bullet, like in the famous gorgeous painting. The girl looked at me, scanned me, trying to find mechanically where to hit my body. I kept, I kept paying attention the whole time. I didn't, I didn't close my eyes. My flesh may have been trembling, but not me. <laughs> nice t-shirt, but shot the girl unexpectedly without knowing what she was doing, without even having the right to drive. On a side note, I will say that my shirt was super conventional. An old shirt, actually. Nothing fancy. The bullet always hits you where you don't expect. <laughs> I have come to believe that nobody can hold an American flag in that room. These people are paid to, are paid to fake what, what they feel. They are emotional slaves. And that's the only option they have to be successful workers. What I have seen is people saying fake things, pretending to be what they aren't and to feel what they don't in order to advance their futures. This idea of success, this promise of success, is the cancer of American society. Back. I don't write poetry, I say to protect myself. I don't write poetry. Let others write it, not me. When I read poetry, I anticipate a personal message enclosed in the foreign poem. But I can't write poetry, I keep repeating myself. However, poetry ignores my claims and finds a way out when reading the foreign poem, I forget it was written by me. Come on. <laughs>
Jason, is that you? T-shirt <laughs> on. That's Jeff Coos. All right. Wow, I didn't expect this. Um, this one's called uh, the Carousel Horse. The horse, frozen mid-gallop, has a tongue thrown to one side. Its eyes are wood and paint. The paint is chipped, not badly, but it has the evidence of past events once seen, absorbed if it could think. Thank God it can't. It know the pole that keeps it stuck in place, and then it have to think about the pain and speculate how long or little time remained until it meet its fate. The nays of other horses give this one no thrill. It goes around in circles, stuck in place. Always good. Need some writing poetry right there. What's with that? Silent, weird silence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that you, Richard? <laughs> that was worse than the silence. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate your silence. <laughs> American poetry. That was a sarcastic. Yeah, no, it's that's that's a, a, all this whole exchange was so awkward. I'm gonna kill it right now. Okay, two votes left. Give it up for Shakia Hughes. Let God, let God 
is a poetry will incidentally be reading for Brooklyn Poets at the New York City Poetry Festival on July 31st on Governor's Island. Give it up for Thomas Fugularo. century dainty antique delicate crack Japanese teacup. <laughs> when the Japanese mend a broken object, they aggrandize the damage by filling it with gold. When something has suffered damage, it becomes more beautiful. She said she knew who I was. She said she was afraid of my past. Little did she know, so was I. Oh, haunting pasts are like growing neck goiters, always in the way, always in plain sight. And she didn't have a problem reminding me of the 10-year cocaine habit thing, or the unemployed thing, or the poet thing, or you've only been sober from coke two years thing. And rehabilitation doesn't always mean promise. And she thought me not a gentleman to keep. She said my petals had long fallen off. Little did she know that bud blooming in the wind is a rising sun. And I have crawled out of shit and seizures, and I ain't ever going back to up my nose. So fuck you. It is me who is saying my light is way too bright for you. I was the dry spell, and then the storm, thieving, lying, deceiving, deceptful, dirty, dreadful little rocks, snorted through brain. I and the fire of ash, the burnt over with heart. I resurrect thee, and your judgment of me is just another candle lit on this journey. I am the journey. You are nothing but a path. It's never too late to be yourself. If someone ever says to you you can't, show them the well-lit back alleys of your torso. This city grieves for change and yearns for light. Two years ago, I used to have to say, Hello, my name is Thomas Fucoloro, and I am addicted to cocaine. Now I say, Hello, my name is Thomas Fucoloro, and I am a new school MFA creative writing graduate. <laughs> And you know who was there for me? I was there for me. If anyone ever tells you it's too late, tell them it's too early to jump from bridges. And you know what they say? Cocaine abuse does lead to literary MFA degrees. <laughs> and you can keep cutting my limbs, but like a starfish, I keep regenerating back. So yes, I am a motherfucking super badass 18th century dainty antique delicate crack Japanese teacup. I am damaged, but I am beautiful. My mouth is a well. You can certainly put your wishes Fuck out of here. God damn. <laughs> 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 